Welcome to the Panine Halacha podcast. Festivals, Chapter 13, Shavuos, Section 15, The Six Days Following Shavuos. When the temple stood, there was a mitzvah to make a pilgrimage three times a year, once on each festival, and to offer an olah sacrifice and a shlamim sacrifice on the first day of the festival. These pilgrimage offerings were referred to as olat re'iyah and shalmei chagigah. One who did not offer them on the first day could still fulfill his obligation to do so up through the conclusion of the festival, meaning through the seventh day of Pesach, or until Shmini Atzeret. One who did not offer them on Shavuos itself could offer them in the following six days after Shavuos. Just as one had seven days to bring the Ola and Shlamim for Pesach, so too one had a week to bring them for Shavuos. All of these ideas can be found in the Talmud in Mesechet Chagiga. Since these festival sacrifices may be offered during the six days following Shavuos, an element of festival joy continues as well. Therefore, the custom is not to say Tachnun during these days. See the Magin Avram and the Mishnah Brura. On the day after Shavuos, which is known as Isru Chag, fasting and eulogizing are prohibited. This is because it is a Yom Tavoach, a day of slaughter, meaning a day when sacrifices are sometimes brought. Specifically, when Shavuos fell on a Shabbos, the Olat Ri'iyah and Shalmei Chagigah would be postponed until Sunday, which was Isru Chag, the day after Shavuos. Additionally, even when Shavuos was not on Shabbos, there were always many people who did not get a chance to offer all of their sacrifices on the festival itself. What they did not manage to offer on Shavuos, they would offer the next day. A day on which sacrifices are offered is considered a day of simcha, of joy. Therefore, one may not fast then. This halacha can be found in the Shulchan Arach. To summarize... The day after a pilgrimage holiday is itself a mini-holiday, known as Isru Chag, which literally means tie up the holiday offering. As such, the day after Shavuos is an Isru Chag, and fasting and eulogizing are prohibited. In fact, the day after Shavuos was more than just a regular Isru Chag. It was also known as Yom Tevoach, a day of Beis Hamikdash slaughtering, because frequently Shavuos sacrifices would be offered on this post-Shavuos day. In fact, for six full days following Shavuos, some pilgrims would still be offering their Shavuos korbanos. As such, for all six days after Shavuos, the spirit of the holiday lingers, and we do not say Tachanun. A quick note from me. Pesach and Sukkot show that our pilgrimage holidays are typically about a week long. However, Shavuos is only a day long. The concept of the extra six days after Shavuos is a way of saying, wait, is there any significance to Shavuos as a week? Does the Pesach and Sukkot model of one main day followed by a continued week of special days apply here to Shavuos at all? 
The answer is, well, yes, a little bit. Although the holiday of Shavuos is just one day, one could still bring their makeup holiday offerings for the entire Shavuos week. And as such, even today, these days retain an element of festive joy. We have completed Festivals, Chapter 13, Shavuos. To quickly summarize this entire chapter, there are five names for Shavuos. Chag Shavuot, the Festival of Weeks. Chag HaBikurim, the First Fruits Festival. Chag HaKatsir, the Harvest Festival. In the Siddur, it's referred to as Zman Matan Torah Senu, the time of the giving of our Torah. In the Mishnah and Gemara, it's referred to as Atzeret, or Stop Day. These names speak to different elements of Shavuos. It's a holiday commemorating the culmination of the Pesach and the Omer processes. It's also an agricultural holiday related to the grain harvest and the growing first fruits. It's also a Beis HaMikdash holiday connected to the special first fruits brought to the Beis HaMikdash and to the special bread offering known as the first fruit sacrifice. And Shavuos is a Torah holiday on which we commemorate the revelation of the Torah at Sinai. As a holiday, Shavuos bears a unique emphasis on physical and culinary delight. The Talmud contains multiple stories and opinions which emphasize that Shavuos, more than other holidays, is a day for especially delicious meals. There is a widespread custom to stay up all night on Shavuos studying Torah. Earliest hints of the custom can be found in the Zohar, and the Arizal popularized this custom. While it is very popular, it is not obligatory. If staying up, there are three basic customs for what to study. Some study a set collection of texts known as the Tikkun Leil Shavuot. Some study without a preset text, but with set topics that emphasize revelation-related themes, like the 613 mitzvahs or the concept of Torah study. Others have no set text nor set topic and just learn whatever suits and excites them. Staying up all night brings up an interesting halakhic question. Does one say the birchos hashachar, the morning blessings associated with waking up, if one never went to sleep? Broadly speaking, the halacha is that we do say these blessings, but there are some exceptions and some best practices, which are described in section 10. The rules about not eating before Shacharis apply on Shavuos morning as well, beginning 30 minutes before dawn. On Shavuos morning, we read from the Torah the description of Sinai and the giving of the Ten Commandments. There is a widespread, though lightly controversial, custom to stand for the Ten Commandments, both to honor them and to reenact the experience of standing at Sinai. We also read Megillas Rus on Shavuos, and many reasons are offered for why. Some Ashkenazim make sure to use a kosher Megillah scroll for this reading, and they say a brecha upon the reading. But most Ashkenazim and all Sephardim hold that one can use a regular text or book, and that no brecha should be said. There are various customs as to when on Shavuos to read Rus, 
and all the more so now, as many formerly diaspora communities, which used to read on the second day, came to Israel and had to fit their practice into a packed one-day Shavuot schedule. There is a custom to decorate the synagogue with greenery in honor of Shavuot, and to thus recreate the Sinai setting. Some also decorate their homes. The Vilna Gon opposed this custom, but most poskim rule in support of it. Some customs specifically use fragrant greenery, and some specifically use tree branches. One should not use fruit tree branches. There is a very popular, but still not quite universal, custom to eat dairy and honey on Shavuos. Many reasons have been offered. Some are rooted in a symbolism in which Torah is seen as sweet and tasty, just like milk and honey. Broadly speaking, one should still have meat on Shavuos for at least one of the meals. Some only have meat meals on Shavuos, but will open up at least one of those meals with a little bit of dairy before washing out their mouths and continuing with meat. The day after Shavuos is a mini-holiday on which eulogies and fasting are prohibited. The six days after Shavuos retain a spark of Shavuos joy, and as such, Tachanun is not recited. May that spark of Shavuos joy last with us throughout the year, inspiring us in our Torah study and making it sweet and delicious like milk and honey. The Panine Halacha podcast provides English audio of Panine Halacha, an exceptional work of Halacha by Rav Eliezer Malamed Shlita. The English translation was overseen by Ellie Fisher and Corin Publishers. These texts are available for free online, and beautiful printed volumes are available for purchase. The summaries and reflections are from me, Ben Greenfield, rabbi of the Greenpoint Shul in New York City. I occasionally make subtle changes to the original translation, often for clarity, sometimes by mistake.